0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of the Steelers post game show. Holy hey, and um, you know, it's a disaster starting the show, as it is a disaster on the Steelers playing field. Um, sorry about that, and I'll tell you what, the Steelers lose in heartbreaking fashion 33 to 30, game winning field goal by the San Diego Chargers. I said San Diego again, did it all week, might as well continue. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm kind of at what's end. I'll be joined here in a second by uh, Lance Williams, my co-host down on the West Coast. but there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about in this game. There's fingers to point. there's people that you know want and this that and the other well we're gonna try to talk about everything from every different aspect without getting into the blame game, so to speak, because when emotions run high, sometimes that's when things can get misconstrued and that's when sometimes things can be a little out of Whack. Now, with that said, uh, if you are watching with us live on YouTube, uh, you can go ahead and chime in on the live chat. We will certainly answer as many questions as you can. Uh, we'll, I'll have to talk with Lance and see exactly what he wants to do. But we were talking about over not doing grades so much, but just kind of answering questions. This is the first time the Steelers have lost back to back games since, I believe, the 2016 season. And um, now they have a tough road ahead. For those that have been paying attention, now they go to Oakland, a place they haven't won in a very long time. And now you're looking at after that, you go to Oakland, you come back, you have the Patriots, then you go to New Orleans, and then you come back for the Bengals to finish out the regular season. This was a game that the Steelers absolutely had to have. And I think what I'm seeing in the live chat right now is kind of what I'm thinking, and that is that, I said this on Twitter, I run our Twitter feed during the football game, is that, i'm not one to blame officials anytime at all but i will say this these officials were way too involved in the outcome of this game for my liking there are always missed calls there are always blown calls but i really 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 did not like how the calls that were missed were blatant and really turned the tide of this game and it was kind of driving me nuts when i'm listening to chris collinsworth talk about how anthony lynn is such a tremendous motivator and what did he say at halftime that they look they had a tremendous second half defensively they looked like they were frustrating the steelers um offensively they started to get the running game going again pittsburgh's defense didn't look as stout in the second half but at the same time the momentum started to change when all of a sudden these these penalties were just absolutely killers for the Steelers, and you, you can talk about the false start in the first half. You can talk about on the kick return for a touchdown, the non-call on the on the block in the back. Um, you could talk about what I thought were f- the phantom holding calls. I didn't see Alejandro Villanueva's holding call on the screen pass. That seems kind of ridiculous that you'd have a hold on a screen pass, but I did think Ramon Foster's hold on James Conner's like a 20, 20 yard run. That was a really really big play. Uh, so with that, I bring in my co-host Lance Williams. Lance, um, it was it was an ugly, ugly game. What are your thoughts on on the yeah uh, you know, the state of the Steelers after Week 13?
1: You got to execute in all phases to win football games. They didn't play a clean enough game. The referees had their issues, but the Steelers didn't play clean enough on the offensive side of football. They missed some plays in which, if they hit, this is not a question
0: yeah and that's the officiating is going to be hammered and rightfully so and um if they fired an official for missing a false start against the Chargers uh earlier in the season i'm i would expect people would get fired after this game as well but let's talk a little bit about those missed opportunities that you spoke of um offensively roethlisberger misses wide open i want to say james washington he was inactive um, Justin Hunter, in a and on a play where he was so open, Lance, that in my opinion he could have underthrown it and it still would have been a touchdown. The one thing you just can't do is overthrow it. And um, I, do you agree with that sentiment? Because there was no one around it. I mean, he was literally all the...
1: To your point, a lot of times quarterbacks will underthrow it just so they can complete it because they don't want to overthrow it. So they'll underthrow it, stop the guy. He doesn't score just to complete it. So to, you know, know, it's kind of like a lag putt. You know, you just, you you know you can lag it up there. So you just hit it real firm, get a nice little roll. You two putt, you go home. So you underthrow it to the guy so the guy can catch it. You don't have to be precise there. And I wonder if the quarterback's going to criticize himself or if someone's going to criticize the quarterback in the press conference for continuing to throw interceptions and leave plays on the field.
0: Yeah. Cause we were texting each other during the game and you'll have to, you'll have to try to explain yourself. I saw this team is giving 10 points on leaving 10 points at the, at the least on the board. You think about the Justin Hunter touchdown, that would have been six. Uh, we assume and that's a very hasty assumption that Boswell would have made the extra point. He missed another one tonight. Um, and then you have that, that, when he threw that interception to Derwin James, which was an awful throw. And sadly, we've seen this at least four times this season from Roethlisberger. Um, but still, I feel like that would have at least been a field goal opportunity. I, I count that as 10 points. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, the missed opportunities were on both sides, from coaching on down. Can someone tell me why, in the fourth quarter, when the game's on the line, john bostic is in when he hadn't played much all game they had had success with, with lj fort and you have john bostic covering keenan allen i, I just don't I, I you can't explain that to me i mean you can say you're trying to stop the run but tell me how lj fort wasn't doing his job and run support in this game i thought that was horrible decision uh they had no answer for keenan allen and the crazy thing is i don't put too much stock into the pregame shows um a lot of times I just think they're blowing hot air. But Tony Dungy on on NBC said before this game, the Steelers are going to struggle with Keenan Allen because they're going to move him in the slot and he, they're going to put him against the linebackers and he's going to win that matchup. The dude went off for over 140 yards. Yeah, he had a fluky touchdown, but I, go ahead, Lance. I mean, this is your chance to talk about whatever you want in regards to this really, really strange game.
1: Now, in terms of the scores, in terms of points left off the board, Justin hunter since they kicked the field goal on that particular drive. I
0: see what you're saying. Yeah
1: I, I just counted it as three maybe four assuming that they make the extra point, which is no assumption They throw the interception. So that's three the missed extra point is four. He doesn't throw a Ben doesn't throw an interception, you know in, in the scoring area of the field because they weren't quite in the red zone They probably come away with another field goal. That's seven. So that's how I got to the seven points Yeah, I got so you in terms of Keenan Allen Many of you know I'm I'm a Cal Berkeley alum, so I've got a a chance to see a lot of Keenan Allen, a lot of games in person and on TV. One of the things that made Keenan Allen a special player is that he can be a short area slot receiver at that size and play outside. Because Keenan Allen is a legit 6'2", maybe 6'3", not a burner, but he has short area quickness, and he was a returner on punts and kickoffs four cal, so he had maneuverability, lateral quickness, and so he's a terror in the slot. And to the point about putting Bostick on the field, you know, I text you during the game, is Ford hurt? Because I, I, I was puzzled that Bostick was on the field, and as soon as Bostick was on the field, a smart team with a veteran quarterback is going to target him and go right at him. I didn't understand that at all. That, that made no sense, but this is a game about a lack of execution on the Steelers part on the offensive side of football, as well as their inability to cover Allen and get home with the pass rush.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Lance, have you ever can you remember a team? I'm obviously not talking about a Steelers team that seemingly just cannot get out of their own way in so many different situations. Um, whether it's play calling, whether it's defensive substituting, um, and even tonight, this the ball, the way the ball was bouncing, uh, you could talk about it. I talked about the officiating a little bit to start the show. Um, I just think about the, the, the Keenan Allen touchdown. And Joe Hayden's got that ball in his hands. And Sean Davis comes out of nowhere and lights him up. The ball pops in the air, and he catches it for a touchdown. I mean, it was just one of those days, and it was the first time the Steelers have ever blown a 16-point lead at home. It was just awful all around. I can't. I, 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 I can't think of a team that, that's that's been like this. Well, you
1: know, kind of you know what, Jeff, it goes back to the point you made on our Wednesday show last week. And listeners, if you have and checked it out, you should check it out because we talk a lot about Ben Burgers press conference stuff. And you talked about you hate stats that are the never happen stats, right? Because at some point they happen, and they happen in this game. But let's not leave out the terrible special teams play. Ugh. You give up a touchdown return, momentum totally gone. Also, almost every return, there was a hold or a blocking in the back. So, if you look at the drive starts, probably after, you know, middle way of the second quarter, the Steelers' drive starts were terrible. And that's a way you can change momentum in a game as well. When you make your offense have to drive at the long field consistently and field position completely changes comedy of errors. This was a bad loss. And lo and behold, I believe they're only a game up against the Ravens.
0: It's actually a half game now. Um, to be honest with you, the Ravens win Now the Ravens do have to go to play Kansas city next week. Um, and the Steelers travel to play the Raiders in Oakland, which Has never been kind to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we know from recent, well, not so recent memory, I guess. But still, um, you know, I I look at this game, and I I just wonder, where does this team go from here? Because I I think that you look at the Steelers after Week 12, the loss to Denver, um, a game they felt they should have had. The turnovers killed them. And they're going to have the same feeling after this game. Uh, Just really, really awful losses um this is where in my opinion a a, a team can go one way or the other uh this can turn into we're gonna and a a we're gonna unleash hell in december type style (laughs) Uh, let's be honest man this that could happen look at the stretch of games they have coming up they never play well in oakland new england new orleans and then finish with cincy um if, you, if anyone's listening to this and doesn't think that there's a chance this team could lose three out of four, you're nuts because they could. But at the same time, this is a team that could win all four games. And I'm, I'm being completely honest because I, think, I think, think to yourself, Lance, Carolina might be the only game this year that I feel that the Steelers have put a four-quarter performance on the football field. Do you agree or disagree?
1: I agree. Me and my dad were talking about this as we watched the game. And, you know, that was his criticism of the team and fairly and rightly so that they have not had many complete efforts. And I think you're absolutely correct that their complete effort would have been that Carolina game. That was a four quarter drubbing beat down and Carolina hasn't won a game since. But let's just get the brass tacks, Jeff. I mean, what is this team at this point? We've watched. What is this? uh, Eleven games? No, 12 games. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, what, what is this? We've watched twelve games this year: seven, four, and four, one. At twelve four, games, four, one, yep. so, so, so what? So what is this team? I mean, in Pittsburgh, it always comes down to: can this team win in Lombardi? It's not about playoff appearances, division titles, whatever, whatnot. And they made limp to a division title because you know Lamar Jackson is a rookie quarterback. I don't know how consistent he's going to be down the stretch. You got to go to Kansas City, so they made limp to a division title. They made limp to a wild card. But can this team win a title? Let's just be honest. Let's just say it right here. We've seen three quarters of the season.
0: Yeah. If you're asking me that question, I can honestly say yes. But at the same time, if you were to ask me to just pick two words to describe the team, it would be inconsistent and underachieving. And so we've seen this team play up to their potential. And this Chargers team is a good football team. I I don't want people to think that this game was – uh, the Steelers played down to their opponents. It's a winning record team. And they're vying for the AFC West uh, lead if they can somehow, if the Chiefs can somehow trip up. Um, but they're a playoff football team, and the Steelers, for a half of football, were completely dominating. And If it weren't for a couple bad calls and a couple bad bounces, the Steelers are, you know, it's a different game. But that clearly didn't happen. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is that for the Steelers, if – They've shown us what they can do. The question is, can they do it consistently? That's why the New England Patriots are always in the AFC championship game, because not only do they have potential, they do it consistently. Um, that's the big question. But can this team win a, a Super Bowl? I think they can. I, 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 You can call me a homer. You can call me Joy of whatever you want. I can <laughs> I, I can honestly think, I, I think that they can win a Super Bowl. Will they? Well, who the hell knows? I don't even know what's going to happen next week, let alone – that far down the road but at the same time can they i think they can i know you're going to say no but go ahead and explain yourself
1: well i'm gonna pull out my crystal ball and mix in a little juju on top if you guys are watching on youtube you can see the virtual crystal ball (laughs) underneath my hand and i'm looking in the crystal ball and it says inconsistent football teams don't win championships for every reason that you said jeff is why they won't win a championship, is because they don't consistently execute. And that's why they won't win it. They don't consistently make plays that they should make, and they are leaving me on the cause. They are not a consistent football team. They will not win a championship. And because they don't get turnovers and they don't take the ball away, you know, what was needed in this game was a takeaway. The defense needed to make a play to take the ball away, to just change the momentum in this game. The momentum, it was downhill. They needed to get home. Like you said, and turnovers are weird. You know, in some situations, Sean Davis, most situations is not going to knock Joe Hayden out if they don't get a turnover there. Or the play where uh, Watt on the screen play gets there a second late, the ball bounces in the air, and he can't make a play. But, but this defense is not taking the ball away, and the offense is leaving meat on the bone. And they're just inconsistent. And that inconsistency is what will get them beat as they take the step to try to get the seventh Lombardi. So right now, I say no, unless they can really clean it up and be consistent, take care of the football, get people off the field, start getting takeaways, and start being a balanced offensive football team because now it shifted. They are just placating the run. And I'm not saying that that cost them the game today, but now they're placating the run. Now it's gunslinger mode, Ben, now. And, and I don't know, gunslinger mode, Ben, inconsistent on offense, inconsistent making plays, no takeaways. I don't know if you put all that mix together. And I don't think the crystal ball says seven, you see that seven YouTubers, seven Lombardis. I just don't think it equals seven Lombardis.
0: No, you're right. And, and you, there's nothing to argue with, with your sentiment. I mean, absolutely everything you said was, was truth. Um, I think that for the Steelers, it, what's crazy, I guess, to me was if you watch this game from a, a more analytical standpoint, you saw the Chargers, they came into this game saying, yeah, we're going to stop the run. And they loaded the box on more than more than one occasion. And basically, it looked like they were daring the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had just thrown the ball over 50 times a week prior, to throw the ball. And now the Steelers did mix in. I think Connor finished with 15 runs for something like 60 yards. Um, but it, it was really strange. It's almost like the Steelers weren't expecting that. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was pretty much held in check. Now Antonio Brown got his. I mean, He went for over 150, I think, in a touchdown. But like you said, it's it's the inconsistency. It, it, this team goes through lulls, offensively, where you know they're breaking off chunks at a time on one drive. and The next drive, they can't get out of their own way. Um, it, it's crazy. You know, this is something that you know, living in Maryland, you hear a lot about. Uh, obviously, the Redskins and the, and the Ravens. Um, and one of the coaches that's always brought up when you're talking to Redskins fans is, is Hall of Fame coach Joe Gibbs. And Joe Gibbs once said that a football game. Win or lose can be boiled down to something like four plays. That's something that he had always said, and I think that's very true. Um, and I think one of those plays, maybe even two, of those plays were the holding calls on the on the Steelers uh, that negated some really big first downs, would have kept drives alive because it put them back behind the sticks and they didn't get first downs. and punted the ball away, um, and that's just that's my that's just my theory. You're you're entitled to your own opinion, but yeah, I think if it's boiled down to a few plays. Those are one, and I'm not talking, you know, I'm not saying that the the holds, whatever, the refs are going to get a lot of heat from this game anyways. Um, And Mike Tomlin was absolutely furious after the game, saying that he has given too much money to New York as it is. He's not saying anything. Um, But, so, yeah, for me, those holding calls were crucial. Is there any other plays you can think of in terms of, uh, you know, what Gibbs said, how there's four plays typically that could swing a game one way or the other?
1: I'll give you my four, Jeff. Well, the four is the miss to Hunter. That that's one. The hold on Ramon Foster. Uh, that's another one. Um, uh, the special teams touchdown is another one. Um, uh, what's what's another one that the i
0: interception. Think,
1: you know, The interception is another one. That's those four. You can pick those four. And, and I tried to pick those four because they don't. Include the officials,
0: right? What well, right. was the so, was the Bobble was the Joe Hayden could be interception before he got lit up by his teammate was that a third down play? Can you do you remember? I, I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: I'm not sure
0: I'm Is, not If sure. it was I would almost put that one on there too because if you think the odds of him catching that football If it hits the ground, they're holding him to a field goal. It's a different different situation right. It's it's right, yeah.
1: but 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 it illustrates Gibbs's point point that this game turned on a couple of calls. Let's just say, you know, it, it, to start that drive that started the third quarter, they don't get that hold. That's points. I mean, at worst, that's a field goal. I mean, which changes the complexion of this game. And if they score a touchdown on that drive, the game's over. It's 30-7, to seven, game over. Wrap it up. You know, they're 8-3-1 and one at that point. It's game over. Tough game. This is a very tough game. Traveling to Oakland, I'm not going to the game. Listeners, I live out in the West Coast, but I'm not going to go to the game. I've seen them lose in the West Coast every single time that they've been here for the last maybe 15 to 20 years. I've seen them lose to the Niners multiple times and the Raiders. That's going to be a tough trip. Regardless of the record of that Raider team, Cook, the tight end is fantastic. They still have a good quarterback. They're a bad team. But that's that—that's the definition of a trap game. But that's a game that I think they'll be really prepared for coming after two losses. But we'll talk about that next week or, or early next week on a yeah. Wednesday show.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot, a big, another sentiment that's going on in the live chat, which is just going berserk as expected, um, is accountability. That no one's disagreeing with what we're saying, Lance, in terms of the inconsistency and the underachieving nature of this football team. But th- they want to know, you know, who do you hold accountable? Uh, a lot of people are pointing the finger at Keith Butler, some at Danny Smith, some at uh not too much at Randy Pietr, um but you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin obviously he's always catching heat. And for me, for me, this is on everyone is every this was a team loss. You always talk about team wins. This was a team loss. Every single player in that locker room probably had their hand in this this defeat tonight. Whether it was one of the ton of myriad of penalties on special teams, um, missing their assignment on the punt return touchdown, interceptions thrown, interceptions dropped, blown coverages where Keenan Allen was by himself. Not sure how that even happens. Um, I, 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 I know that everyone wants to find one person and say, that's the guy. And it's been going on probably as long as, history of civilization that they want to find one person and say let's get them so that we got someone but I don't think this is a game where you can pinpoint one person can you Lance
1: no as much as I want to as much as I want to blame the guy's number jersey that you have on I can't I, I can't <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't blame number seven there there's enough bad football to go around curious coaching decisions a challenge when you're going to go for it on fourth down and run the ball and lose a timeout, you know, dumb stuff like that, that made no sense. So there's enough blame to go around. Feetner might be the one guy you could absolve, but you know why they don't get to the run earlier. You could nitpick that. Yeah. I mean, there's just enough to blame all over. I I don't know. I mean, this is just, this team is what it is. It's a pretty good team. It's probably not an elite team. And, You know, the best teams in the AFC are the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it might be New England now that Kareem Hunt is no longer uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and and that's another, you know, topic for another show or anything. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, the Steelers are just in that next tier. The three best teams are probably the Chargers, uh, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. I mean, that's just what it is right now
0: in the AFC. Right. No. Yeah. I think that, you know, for me, if you're trying to draw like a parallel between a player and the way the team plays, it is the Jersey I'm wearing right now. It's Ben Roethlisberger. If you look at the way he plays now at this stage of his career, it kind of encapsulates the way the Steelers play. There are times where he throws absolute dimes out there. Beautiful passes where you're just thinking, wow, what a throw. And then there are times where, Look at the interception today. Look at the interception at the end of the last uh, week 12 where you're thinking, what the heck was that? And that's that's this team. Uh, There are times where decisions are made. and You're like, man, what in the world? And then there's stretches of play where you're thinking this team, this team's going all the way. I think that's a, if I'm going to draw a parallel between the way the team plays and a player individual, it's, it's Ben Roethlisberger and it's not, you know, yeah, they go as Ben goes. I understand all that. I'm just using it as an example that the, the Steelers are just so freaking inconsistent. Uh, and that's what needs it. That's what needs to change if they're going to get this thing right. And I know that a lot of Steeler fans are saying what I'm reading it as we speak. Um, Why are we wasting our time? This team's not going anywhere, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I don't know.
1: Let me dispel that. Let me dispel that, Jeff. It's as much as we think we can predict the future. You know, I got my crystal ball. And listeners, you need to mark the tape right now because Jeff kind of criticized Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) So so you got to mark the tape right now because that was kind of of a Ben Roethlisberger criticism. And it was astute because I believe I believe what you said, Jeff. His inconsistency does – it kind of uh, exemplifies what this team is. But the reason you watch the games is because no matter how much I think I know about the team or Jeff or you or anyone else in the media, you got to play the games. You got to play the games. I mean, things may change. Everything that we're complaining about now – it can change. These things can change within one game. They get hot. They win it. It's just like when they were the sixth seed. Nobody thought they were going to win a championship. They got hot. They won a championship. So things can change. The odds of them changing, I don't think, are very likely. But they could change. And because they could change is why you have to continue to watch.
0: Yeah. And he, look. Look. It, it, I am a huge fan and that's how I got into this thing in, in the first place, but clearly this is to be turned into a job. And so Lance and I and all my writers at behind the we're going to be with you no matter what. So if you, we hope you continue to listen and read and interact and, and do all that good stuff, because th- this team, like you said, they can turn it around. They absolutely can turn around. Now the, one of the biggest concerns for me Moving forward is the health of this team uh James Connor going down with what looks like a high ankle sprain is not good uh, that does not if that's one position that you can't afford to lose your starter it's probably that position Justin Hunter went down the shoulder, but you're thinking okay whatever James Washington will start in his place next week you're 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 not losing production either way but James Connor going down Lance I mean you're looking at Jalen Samuels and/or Steven Ridley as your one-two punch. Uh, that's not that's not good. That's not good. I don't care who you're playing. It's not a good recipe for success.
1: That's not a one-two punch. That's a bob and a weave. That's defense. <laughs> that's that's not even punching. But but the thing about it though, if that's your one-two bob and weave, that just means Ben's going to wing it even more. That's more of an excuse of Ben winging it 50 plus times. And them, possibly or probably losing the game when he does that, you know th- th- that's the thing. But we got some ca- questions, Jeff. I know we got some questions on the live chat.
0: Um, a lot of a lot of venting. We have a lot of venting going on. Not a lot of questions, believe it or not. People are pissed, as they should be. You blew a sixteen point lead at home, uh, the first time the Steelers have ever done that. Um, and the crazy thing was, is is I had our our buddy Dave Schofield, who is this. It, the stats geek of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He had he had looked up a lot of stats on um the, how the Steelers at, at home, because I was thinking, and I, I sent him a text and said, man, when was the last time the Steelers lost a home primetime game to a team that wasn't the Baltimore Ravens? And he looked it up. It was a 2013 game against the Chicago Bears. I want to say it was in week three. And I was actually at that game. I was selected as the NBC Fan of the Week, and I was given a. I got to go to Pittsburgh. I got great seats. Was down on the field before the game. Was all weekend on the Sunday Night Football bus and stuff. It was really cool. You gotta uh, tell
1: that. You gotta tell that story. How, I went, just briefly. How did you? How did you win that? You can't tangle that out there and not <laughs> give us some details. I was the NBC um, Fan of the Week. Yeah, I, I, was, I was. went to I was. see the game. Yeah, what, no,
0: well, I, I had my own website before I joined behind the steel curtain staff and it was a very small website but they were looking for diehard fans that would be a good representation of the team um and so they sent me a message on twitter and i thought it was a joke at first and turns out it wasn't (laughs) it was nbc uh nfl and nbc they wanted to they were looking for Steeler fans to represent the nbc brand and so i got to go up so actually i got this jersey for free actually that's why i wear it um it was a good time. Had a really good experience. Got to go to the original Permanent Brothers in the Strip District, and we had a little um, – We had there were some Chicago Bear fans there too. We had to make a, a sandwich-making competition, and uh, it was a good time. Had a great time. The game sucked. Uh, Steelers played like crap. Jay Cutler and uh, the Bears won, and I remember all the Bears fans moving down to the front. It was bad. But anyways, that was the last time that the Steelers lost a home primetime game to a team that wasn't the Baltimore Ravens, they were ten and three. The only three losses were to the Ravens at home and primetime. So, I, it, it and I'm watching the first half. I'm thinking this article is writing itself for tomorrow, you know, and it's going to be simple. It, the, the the script is following everything that's supposed to happen, and the second half happened, and uh, the wheels just completely fell off. So,
1: Jeff, you, Jeff, you know, I thought you were going to say that's the last time I ate a sandwich that unhealthy.
0: <laughs> well, if i'm at the original Permanes, i'll have a sandwich that, that that is that unhealthy um but the 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 chain primani brothers are just not as good i don't know if you've ever been to one um i don't even good. know
1: they ha- they have a chain primanis
0: oh my gosh there's one there's even... one in my hometown of maryland now
1: really oh that's terrible
0: and, and it's that's, not that's, that's good terrible. i went there and it was bad it was
1: really I bad. used to I used to go to the one in Oakland. I used to go to the one in Oakland. Anybody that went to Pitt knows where the one in Oakland is right by the newsstand where they sell the newspapers and magazines. I used to go to that one. Uh, Pepe's is better. I'm a North
0: Sider. I'm just biased. See, I've never been there. I've never been to Pepe's, but that's the
1: home of the burger. You've got to go because you've got seven on every jersey. So you've got to <laughs> go. I don't even to... know.
0: I don't even know when the next time I'll be in Pittsburgh. To be honest with you, so if I'm there, I will find it and I will definitely get a sandwich up there. But uh yeah, so I mean, right now, like I said, there, there's really not a lot of questions. Um, People were talking about the draft. Look, I'm not talking about the draft. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about the draft. Yeah, I can't I'm not do that. talking about potential picks. I'm not talking about prospects. I'm not talking about positions. Look, this team has lost two tough games, and they're 7-4-1, and one, okay? 7-4-1. and one. And I, I, for the life of me, I, I, people just need to realize, my goodness, that this team is... If they don't make the playoffs, it would be in absolute stunning fashion. I mean, because... It, the way the AFC is playing out, they could stumble, continue to stumble, and still be a wild card even if they don't win the division. But th- this team is not one to give up on. Uh, th- they could bounce back. They win next week, and the Ravens lose. and It's just, I, I know that a lot of people are uh, are really pissed, and rightfully so. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about the draft. The season's not over. Yeah, it's 7-4-1. Yeah. and one.
1: I mean, there's a, there's a lot of football. I mean, there's a whole, whole quarter of the season. So, you know, I think, you know, people, like you said, are rightly upset. I think you just got to be patient and let, let it play itself out. I think what's tough, though, about all this is, you know, it's it's that week off if you win a division. You know, it, it's it's the bye, all that stuff. Like, some of that stuff is becoming difficult to get, uh, which just makes the road – Uh, to the Super Bowl, just even tougher because, you know, they win a division, you know, Kansas City wins the matchup against San Diego later in the season, you know, they may have to see San Diego again, possibly with Melvin Gordon. So, you know, it's just tough. And like I said, you know, San Diego is that team I don't think that anybody wants to play. You've got a veteran quarterback, you've got a lot of weapons, and if Mel Gordon comes back, they're even that more dangerous because one thing about Phillip Rivers he's a gunslinger and he's going to throw it in the tight windows and tight spaces. I mean, the guy's a vet. I mean, he's seen it all done it all. And so, um, you know, playing those guys just makes it tough. And and, and the Steelers are in a tough spot right now, but I think this is a team that can climb out of it. I just don't know what their inconsistency, as we described previously, that they get that seven that's on your Jersey in the terms of Lombardi trophies.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, the the Pittsburgh Steelers are now looking at. Uh, let's, let's talk about the last four games before we call it a show. I don't want to ramble on and just repeat ourselves over and over again. The Steelers go to Oakland next week, host the New England Patriots following, go to New Orleans and then host the Bengals. So they have two home, two road games in the final quarter of the season. Lance, how do you think that plays out?
1: Well, I think they will win Oakland and Cincinnati and lose against the Saints and the Patriots. So I think they split right. the next four. So that would make them nine five I'm and nine. one? No. Nine
0: six
1: no, and no no nine six and one. Yes. Yeah, they got four losses. Nine, six right. and one. We don't do math on this show, obviously.
0: <laughs> I'm nine gonna six go on, one. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think that the Steelers win three games. Now, I'm not sure which which game they steal, because I agree with you. I think Oakland and Cincinnati are wins. But I think they steal either New England or the Saints. I mean, we watched the Saints. this. I've watched the Saints on Thursday night, and they looked very human. We'll just put it that way. Now, they weren't at home. I get that. But they look very human. Uh, they look very Pittsburgh-esque, so to speak. But um, we'll see. And we'll see what happens. So, Lance, any uh, parting words for our faithful that stayed up this late to watch the or to watch us on YouTube?
1: Just harken back to the sixth seed. You know, at this point in time of the year when the Steelers won their fifth championship as a sixth seed, nobody thought that they would win a championship, myself included. They had to go on a run to do it. They got hot, and they did it. There are elements of this football team clearly in the first half that shows That this team, if it plays consistent football, can't put it all together and win it. Odds are maybe not because they're just inconsistent, but they have the elements on the football team to do it. You got a veteran quarterback, superstar quarterback, you got a superstar wide receiver, you got a budding superstar, you got James Conner. They have the pieces in place. So just stay patient, watch the football. We'll see what happens. That's why we tune in every week.
0: Absolutely. And so, for all those people out there, make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We'll have a ton of updates after this game. There'll be a lot of talking points, a lot of commentary, a lot of features. And as well, make sure if you're listening on podcast form, you follow us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search BTSE Steelers Radio like, and subscribe our channel. We appreciate that. And then also on our audio podcast platforms at stitch, that's Google play. That's art. 19 iTunes, Spotify, you name it, search Steelers. You'll find the behind the steel curtain logo and make sure you subscribe. We appreciate all the support Lance. I thank you for your time for those that stayed up late to join us. We appreciate it. As always, we'll see you uh, this week. Let's have a full slate. Uh, Monday is Monday's the Steelers hangover with uh, uh, to Anthony and Tony. Brian, Anthony Davis, and Tony. Uh, Wednesday, we're back with Standard as a Standard. Thursday is our preview show. There you have it. So we'll be back next Sunday for another post-game show after the Steelers and the Raiders play, hopefully having a little bit more Christmas cheer, so to speak. So, Lance, we'll see you.
1: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time.